This is the Fullerton Financial Hour with Stephanie Fullerton, president and founder of Fullerton Financial Planning and the author of the book, Living a Happy, Healthy, and Inspired Retirement, your definitive financial guide. Stephanie and her team believe in building lifelong relationships built on performance and trust. Now, here's your host, Mark Elliott and Stephanie Fullerton. Welcome to the Fullerton Financial Hour, where your retirement dreams begin. I'm Mark Elliott. Today, not Stephanie Fullerton, husband Steve is sitting in the chair. Uh, Steve Fullerton and Stephanie Fullerton, the team at Fullerton Financial, are here to help guide you when it comes to your retirement. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts, income, investment, taxes, health care, legacy planning, Social Security is in the income part, Medicare decisions and the health care part. A lot of moving pieces that we haven't had to deal with all of this during our working years, but we do have to deal with it in our retirement years. FullertonFP.com to learn more about Stephanie, Steve, and the team. It also tells you when events are coming up uh, that might be available for you. You might have interest in attending. FullertonFP.com. And you can always call. Hey, I got some questions. I got some concerns. I think I've done enough. I just don't really know. Perfect time to call the team at Fullerton Financial. 800-947-9522. There's no cost for this. It's complimentary. A great opportunity, I think, for you to find out where you are on that road to retirement. Maybe you're already retired. Got some questions. 800-947-9522. Steve, you ready to go? Ready to go, Mark. Yes. In for the master. That's for sure. You can handle it. We'll we'll do fine. Now, Stephanie will always lecture us about not saying crazy things, so we've got to stay close to where we are normally, right? Yeah, she's she uh, she enjoys doing radio. She's traveling for for business right now, but uh, I'm always happy to step in. I love to be able to kind of give my perspective uh, as a firm, and then again, whatever Stephanie tells me, I can talk about. Exactly, she does limit us that we don't go off the beaten path. So <laughs> there you have it. Uh, so think about this: if you're planning on retiring in the next, let's say, three to five years, uh, it's really an important time for financial decisions. So, Steve, walk us through a little bit about what could be at stake and why this is such an important time to avoid making any financial missteps. Yeah, these are critical uh, time frames, I'll call it that, because we've been working for decades and we're getting close to the threshold of retirement. So the decisions that that we make or the indecision that we make can have a catastrophic event on retirement. So typically what happens, not for everybody, but typically what happens is the closer that we are getting to our retirement goal, oftentimes we want to reduce the amount of risk that we have. Uh, we want to take a look at some maybe some different strategies because when, when you're good at accumulation, that's one thing. You're working and you're contributing and the market's make a correction and then they bounce back. But you got, you got really a lot of time to recover and that's a a great thing. But when you're getting close to retirement or entering into retirement, well, that's a time to take another look. Maybe shouldn't be so aggressive or maybe there's some other strategies. And quite honestly, there are that can help more on the retirement side of planning than the accumulation side of planning. So I'm not saying ever to get completely out of the market. I mean, there's some real great reasons to be in the market, but possibly a reduction of the percentage that you have in the market, possibly the reduction of how aggressive you want that portfolio to be. There's a lot of different things that need to be taken into consideration as you're preparing for retirement. So one of the big questions that people do have, Steve, when they come in to talk with you and the team at Fullerton Financial is, hey, have I, have I saved enough? Can I retire? Well, when can I retire? And that have I saved enough is really an easy question, but the answers are a little bit more difficult to come by probably because what's going out, what's coming in, what are your guaranteed income? How do you look at that question? Because retirement basically is now 20, 30 plus years. That's a long time for us to be unemployed. We've got to have a strategy there. And I would imagine that have I saved enough answer differs for every single person, married couple that you sit down with. It does. And the number, have I saved enough for retirement? It's not really the answer because for everybody it's different. I, I you know, some people say, Hey, I want to save, you know, $1.5 million for retirement or $1 million for retirement. And if I get that, I will be there, but that may or may not be the fact. The other, the other thing conversely on that is people have this imagined number inside of their mind. 
it was really fun for Stephanie and I and our team to do is to sit down and, and even if they didn't achieve that number, it go, Hey, if we look at things this way, if we position your portfolio that way, even prior to that, you hitting that number, you'd still be okay to retire. So it's not just a number, first of all. Second of all, it's not the same for everybody. There are so many different things that need to be taken a, a look at because when you retire, that every other week paycheck stops. Most people are going away from pensions. So, okay, well, how are we going to get our income? Well, I can tell you, Mark, a retirement plan is not this. I'm going to get Social Security, and I've got all this money inside the market. I'm just going to spend it down. That's not a plan. That's just spending money. There are things that could probably be a lot more efficient and smarter and have benefits besides just using Social Security and spending my money down inside the stock market. So how do you guys talk at Fullerton Financial to clients about their investment strategy? Because if they come in five to 10 years out from retirement, that would be great, right? It gives you some time to make some tweaks if needed uh, to where their money and how it's invested and all that to put them in a better position when they get to retirement. But how does or should, and everybody's situation is different, I get that, but how should our investment strategies maybe change the closer we get to retirement? Well, as, as we're preparing for retirement, really there's kind of five different things maybe that we take a look at. We need to assess a budget. I mean, budget is kind of like, it's more than four letters, but kind of a four letter word, budget. No one likes to live with a budget, but it's really important to understand the money that we have going out. Oftentimes, people have no idea how much money they're spending. If they've got it in their bank account, they spend it. And they don't really make a conscious decision about just what they're spending their money on. So assessing a budget currently and then what they think their budget may be going into retirement is something. If preparing for retirement, if you can increase the amount that you're putting inside of your 401k plan or something like that, that's probably not a bad idea. Also understanding that liquidity is a great component of that and having the appropriate amount there. If we can pay down debt, I can tell you where I love a zero in my portfolio and a zero for the people that I sit down with, and that's a mortgage. If we could focus on paying that mortgage down so when you enter into, you have no mortgage or a low mortgage, that's a great, great thing because less money out means more money in. And then the other thing is to consider, should we reduce the, the, the amount of money that we have in the stock market? Should we reduce the risk that's inside of that? Because if you lose 2008, you lost 50% of your retirement account because it was too aggressive, it may change the ability to retire. And so that's something that needs to be taken into consideration as well. Yeah, so there's a lot of challenges. So, you know, you think about it. All right, I need growth. Inflation is a factor. We're going to be retired for 20, 30 years. So we need to have money to last us that long. So we need growth, but at the same time, we need safety and protection. How do you do all of that? Well, the team at Fullerton Financial is here to help guide you because everybody's situation is unique. Maybe you're good with all your money sitting in the market. Maybe you want all your money in the bank. Maybe you want all your money in the insurance world. But probably it's a blending of all three worlds. 800-947-9522 is the number to chat with Steve, Stephanie, and the team at Fullerton Financial. There is no cost for this. Totally complimentary. 800-947-9522. And I think it's one of the more important phone calls you'll make. And, and at least what you're going to come out of this with nothing else is you're going to come out with some clarity into your situation. That is priceless, as the old MasterCard commercial used to say. 800 800-947-9522. 22. So, Steve, for people who are concerned about preserving their retirement savings and then maintaining their current standard of living, it's not that people come in and go, Steve, I want a greater, grander retirement than I had during my working years. No, they don't want to go backwards, basically. How do you help them maintain their standard of living in retirement? Well, it really has to do with income and income planning. We deal with this every single day inside of our office. I love, I mean, shoot, you just said people could live 30 years in retirement. That's a long time. So for people that have the desire, the health, the resources 
to travel when they retire? I mean, that's kind of what people want to do initially when they retire. We love to be able to help people do that. But what we need to do is ensure that we have income that will last a lifetime. I mentioned before, just taking money out of the stock market isn't necessarily an income plan. It's getting money, but it's not an income plan. So you're saying Let's when just, the broker says, hey, just, you know, when you need money, just call us. We'll send you this. We'll send you the check. That's not really the plan. <laughs> that, that is not a plan. That's just getting money. And when our brokerage account hits zero, that's exactly how many dollars we have left. And that's exactly how many dollars you will continue to get in retirement. So there's other strategies outside the market. Again, we like the market, right percentage of a portfolio at the appropriate risk tolerance. What we do as income planners is we create, identify different streams of income, and if it can be contractually guaranteed, it is what it is, a self-created pension, or let's just say Social Security, a pension, maybe an annuity. I don't know, but contractually guaranteed sources of income. Here's the other thing that we do as income planners is if it's a couple, usually one of the spouses passes away first. What we do kind of behind the scenes and in front of the clients is we go, well, how are we going to provide for income if someone passes away? How are we going to provide for income for the surviving spouse? It's uncomfortable when we sit down with people for a first visit or a second visit and they're not they're not our clients yet. And we talk because typically the man does the finances. I'm just talking typical, not everyone. But I've, I've sat in some really uncomfortable meetings where, uh, you know, it's a comfortable income while both are, are here. And we have the discussion, well, what if you pass away first? Well, all of my pension goes away. And to look to see a look on a, a, a spouse's face, and they didn't know that before, and they realize that if their their husband passes away first, they're in dire straits as far as income goes. So what again, what we do is we love to create those income streams because we're no longer getting a paycheck. We're creating those income streams so we satisfy monthly income to take care of things because if we hammer out a great income plan for both or a surviving spouse, we don't have to be concerned about the fluctuations of the stock market because through the income, we can continue to have the lifestyle that they want. So at Fullerton Financial, their their goal is to help you retire smart, if you will. So think of the acronym for SMART. S, sources of income, right? We've got to replace the paychecks are no longer coming in. M, medical, health care. Uh, don't forget, long-term care is not a part of Medicare. So there's a lot of moving pieces when it comes to the health care part of this. The A stands for advanced financial planning. Somebody, There are so, certainly some people that Stephanie and Steve sit down with that really need a lot more than the normal average financial plan. They've got a lot of things. They've got a lot of ideas and hopes to leave money to this or that. Got a company that they started. You know, there's a lot of moving parts. Some of you need really advanced financial planning. That is a part of the smart plan uh, at Fullerton Financial. The R, risk management. One of the challenges, we need growth because we're going to be here for a while. And we know inflation is a factor. Things are going to cost more down the road. But at the same time, we need safety as well and protection. So how do we balance that? Everybody's situation is unique. Then the T, tax-efficient strategies. If you're right now at the top, and let's say you're married, and you're at the top of the 12% bracket, that's 89450 So 89450 is the top of the 12% bracket right now. Then we have the standard deductions, but just go with me. So about ninety grand. that's the top of the 12% bracket. If you're there in 2026, you're in the 25% bracket. Taxes are going to change. That is a huge part of retiring smart with the team at Fullerton Financial. You cannot overlook taxes. So all those areas, income, investment, taxes, healthcare, legacy planning, Social Security, Medicare, they're all a part of the planning process at Fullerton Financial. If you'd like to learn more, get some insight into your situation, 800-947-9522. No cost for you. It's complimentary. 800-947-9522. You know, Steve, there is no doubt if I want to Google investing, tax planning, budgeting, anything I can think of preparing for retirement, there are millions of articles online about all of that. And there really are important facts to know when it comes to your financial future. Knowledge is power, I guess. But if we're getting our advice from the wrong place, that's not a positive. 
there's a lot more to financial success than book smarts. Now, I know you went to Michigan State, so I'm not sure that's puts you in the Harvard and Yale category. Uh, and Michigan well, State, close, close minus we have a little coach issue right now. But there is more to financial success than book smarts. There's a psychology of money. And we're going to talk about, there's a book out, Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. You've read this book, right? I have. Um, I'm actually, I'm in a busy work travel season right now. I, I actually uh, got it out. I'm reading it on the plane again for a second time because it's got so many fantastic nuggets about the psychology of money, surprise enough. And for me, as a former coach and an athlete, I love the psychology of sport. And Steve, now in this world of finance, is really into the psychology of money. It's really how we think. And that's what Steve and Stephanie have to figure out is what's important to you and why is that important to you? Maybe the psychology of all of this is really interesting. So Morgan Housel is a partner at Collaborative Fund. And he's a former columnist at The Motley Fool and The Wall Street Journal. And he's the author of the book that Steve's reading again, The Psychology of Money. Well, Morgan says there's more to financial success than just what you know about money and the world of finance. But I think there's so much evidence that what matters in investing is not about what you know. It's not about how smart you are. It's not about where you went to school. It's just how you behave. It's about your relationship with greed and fear, your ability to take a long-term mindset who you trust, how gullible you are, who you seek your information from. That's what actually matters. That's what moves the needle. And we tend to ignore that because it is not analytical. Greed and fear. That is, you know, when the, when the markets are hot, well, we don't want to miss out, right? Oh, the markets are down. I better go all to cash. We overreact either direction. How do you, what do you take from that? Yes. Um, this is how I, I think of that. We all, you know, if, if we see the, the, the risk and reward potential, um, people gravitate towards the green number, the win. You know, we love to win. And so that's, that's really fun. That's what people like to talk about as well as, I mean, I have a family member that loves to talk about how well they did with you fill in the blank. But here's what I find. As soon as the market takes a correction, I want, I want our listeners to think back of 2008 and remember the pain. That's the fear factor, and people remember it in an instant. It's got a smell to it that is so familiar. When it happens, it's an instant, oh, like a, a gut punch. So people love to look at the green number, but they, they in an instant, they remember the loss. So I always, when we're talking with clients about their portfolios, Yes, we want our clients to make money. Absolutely. It would be insane to say anything else. But what we try to do is diversify our portfolios to help hedge against when the market's correct and things like that. So people look at the green, but they feel the red like right now. And it really is funny how our brains work. I, as a former athlete, I guess, now that I'm in my 60s. But high school, we had great teams. But I remember the last basketball game I played. Losing in double overtime. I remember the last football game I played. Both were right before the state championship. And I remember those. We won a ton of games. I don't really remember those. Same thing in college. Won the conference championship. Miss out on the playoffs. Sad. Because uh, we should have made it. I played pro baseball. I remember the bad things more than I do the good things. Mm -hmm. Which is yeah. kind of sad. And, you know, you think about it. You sit down with a lot of people. And a lot for, come from a lot of different backgrounds. No question about it. How do you see retirees struggle with this mental and emotional side of money? Well, how I see them struggle is, unfortunately, a lot of times for the, for the very first time people come into our office in their retirement. Well, in fact, just this morning I sat down with someone, and in retirement, 85% of their portfolio was at risk. And I, I may be a little bit follically challenged, I don't have as much hair as I used to, but every last hair that was on my head stood up and I'm like, oh my goodness sakes, why would you want to have, and they don't, I think it's because they don't really understand, why would you want to have 85% of your portfolio in retirement at risk where you can lose significant, significant value? So what we try to do is go, how much should be at risk and how much should be on the safe side? And 
it's interesting to watch people, and I, I, I like to ask how people feel. I ask a question. Hey, you're at 85% risk. How would it make you feel in retirement if you lost 50% of that? Or, you know, a 2000 and, you know, a 2000 occurred again. COVID hit again. It's a different outlook, too, if you say, all right, you've got a million dollars. Are you okay with losing 15%? Ah, yeah, that's okay. No problem. All right, so you're okay with $150,000 loss. Right. Uh, no, that changes the answer sometimes. Right, yeah. And that's that's why as as people understand or don't what their portfolio is set up to do or what it could potentially do, even if they don't want that to happen, they just don't understand. And so that's why it's so important that people come in and we do this every day and sit down and have a discussion with, with our team to see where their portfolio is at, then listen to what their goals are and what their needs are. And, and is, are they in the place that they should be? If they are, we'll tell them because we want people and their money to be in the right place. Even if it doesn't have to, you know, even if our firm doesn't help them or can't help them, we want them to be in the right place, but sometimes getting a second look, taking a look to see how much risk, seeing if there are better ideas out there with maybe less risk and less fees. That's what we do. And that's what we love to do. We love to be able to help if we can. And then the decision is really simple. Does somebody want our help? This isn't a wrestling match. This is really how can we help people? And if we can, we'll explain to them how we can. And if somebody wants our help, it's really simple. So if you'd like to sit down and chat with the team at Fullerton Financial, and there's no pressure here at all. If you've already won the game, they're certainly going to tell you that. If you need a little help, they can help you. They will tell you that as well. And then at the end of the day, it's up to you if you want their help. So if you'd like that second opinion, 800-947-9522, 800-947-9522. But for a lot of you, it would be a first opinion because you just put your head down, raised a family, put your money in the 401k at work, and just let it go right? Now you're getting ready to retire and you don't really know where things are, where you are yourself as a family. Are we good to go? Are we not good to go? I think I've got enough. Why not find out? 800-947-9522. 800-947-9522. Totally complimentary, no cost to you. Here's another cut from Morgan Housel, the author of the book, Psychology of Money. And this one, uh, he says, we almost have it backwards with how we teach about finance. You know, what is most important gets most ignored in this field. And even when we are teaching basic financial skills to people, it's the math equations and how to balance a checkbook, which are, which are great skills. I'm not, I'm not demeaning those in the slightest, but there's so much evidence that all that matters, all that matters, that's the right word to use, is just how, is your behavior with money. And I say that because you can be the smartest person in the world. You can have a PhD in finance from MIT, but if you lose your head during a market decline, if you panic during a market decline, none of your intelligence matters. So really, that's, a, that's really kind of spot on. You, you've sat down with a lot of smart people that have done dumb things with money. Um, right. I, I make dumb decisions all the time, I think, when it comes to cars. <laughs> and it, it's a bad decision, and it, it puts you in a little bit of a bind at times. So that part, it's, it's really not about our book smarts. It's about how we look at money. I mean, if you grew up in a family that, you know, like my grandparents were obviously alive. They grew up, they were probably born around 1912 to 1916. So they, they were right there in the Great Depression. They looked at money much different than, than I do because it was so tight. So they were really careful with their money. I grew up in a different time. You know, my dad was a college coach. I got all the balls and bats and gloves and footballs that I wanted. Uh, I mean, I didn't worry about it. So it, it's probably how I make decisions now because I never really worried about money. I think that was a bad thing on my part. But what we grew up is kind of how we look at things, isn't it? Right. It's, it's our foundation. My dad, and he passed away way too young, just to let you know, because that happens sometimes. And I'm sure that's, I mean, we've all had people that have passed away too young. But my dad uh, was born in 1930. 30. And um, big family, we're from Michigan, Midwestern, good foundation. But the money was tight. I mean, really tight. That's how he grew up. And that was my dad's foundation. And he never changed from it. I'll bet you our listeners think the same, the same thing. If they think about how they grew up, and, and here's another difference, I, I guess I'll say. There's a difference between earning 
money and getting money given to you. So if someone, I'll ask someone when we're talking about, how, how did you accumulate your nest egg? How did you accumulate your wealth? And majority of the people say, I worked really hard for it. And it went up and it went down and blood, sweat, and tears money. People respect that and can appreciate that. And that really is, gets back again to the foundation. We may travel a little bit more, do a little bit more stuff when we retire, but the foundation typically never changes. It may shift for a bit, but our foundation is our foundation. And then there are people that you know are given money or an inheritance or something like that, but they just want to do the right thing with the money and not blow it and, and make sure that it accomplishes their goals. So you're right. And this is part of what the psychology of money is, is how you grew up, how that initial foundation of your life was built is going to be, most of the time, how people are their entire life long. You know, and you're not a big gambler at all, but I know you've gambled. I've gone to Vegas, and, and what I do, I would maybe say, okay, I've got $100 to gamble. I'm going to lose that 100 in 10 minutes, and I'll be done. I'm not going to gamble again. But one to, a couple years, uh, I was doing basketball games for a team that would travel to Vegas, and I would go, and I would do the games, and I would have plenty of downtime, and I would gamble a little bit. But I had my budget. I mean, my budget was 100 bucks. One mm-hmm. time, I walked out of there with $900. Well, the tournament mm. was early December, so it just paid for all my Christmas. It was great. But mm-hmm. other years, I'd gone. I'd lost 100 bucks. I was done. I mean... And so I, you, when, when you're gambling, I, I don't really make money that easily in that regard, so I walk away. But I know people that are serious gamblers, and they win. They don't stop, which means at some point there are bigger hotels being built in Vegas. That kind of money is different, right? We don't look at it the same as our paycheck. Right. And there's one thing, if we've got our income all sufficient and you're doing it for entertainment, that's one thing. But if you've got a problem, you've got a problem. And- what happens in the way that they build those big casinos is people stay too long. They stay too long. They think they're going to hit the big one. When they lose, they think they're going to hit a big one. So they put more in. Next thing you know, they've lost it all they intended to plus more. That's certainly not what we want to have happen with retirement. With retirement, hey, if you want to be in the market and have the chunk over there and you know roll it, maybe not swing for grand slam, but maybe some singles, doubles, a triple occasionally, great. But we want to make sure the foundation of the portfolio is secured where it's not a gamble. 800-947-9522 to chat with the team at Fullerton Financial. They're here to help if they can. They don't know if they can help you. That's why there's no cost for this whatsoever. It's going to give you some clarity into your situation, though, as well. Uh, Can I retire? Well, when can I retire? Do I have enough? Will my money last as long as I need it to? I don't know the answers to those questions. I'd like to find out. Easy. And there's no cost to do so. 800-947-9522. The team at Fullerton Financial would love to chat with you. They don't know if they can help you until you reach out. They'd love to find out. 800-947-9522. I'm Mark Kelly. We're talking about Morgan Housel's book, The Psychology of Money. And Steve Fullerton is now reading it for the second time. And Morgan, you may not have heard of, but he is a partner at Collaborative Fund, former columnist at The Motley Fool and The Wall Street Journal. And he's the author of the book, The Psychology of Money. So how we kind of grew up is a big part of how we look at money, uh, and we're talking about that today. It's really interesting because it's if the entire world of finance is putting the cart before the horse when it comes to how we learn about financial concepts and how we implement them in the real world. We talk a lot about financial knowledge and know-how, and today we're learning that there is a psychology of money. So here's another comment from Morgan Housel, Steve. I'll get your take after you hear it. If you get caught up in uh, the excitement of a bubble. None of your intelligence, none of your academic credentials, none of the fact that you know the formulas, none of that matters if you're gonna lose your cool when it matters most. That's why the behavior is not just an important part, it's really the base of the pyramid. And until you've checked that box of figuring out your own financial psychology, none of the analytical skills matter until then. You know, when you think about it, 2008, 2007 to March of 09 was the Great Recession. And so 401ks were becoming 201ks. Leno and Letterman had a lot of fun mm-hmm. making fun of that, mm-hmm. you know, and hey, your 401k is now a 201k. And people mm-hmm. at that point, Steve said, I'm never going to be able to retire. Well, the money came back, but it was like four or five years later when they would actually have recovered that. But then you fast forward to 2020 and COVID hits. And now it's like, holy cow, I could die. I think I can retire right now. I'm going to retire. We had a lot of people retire during that. And did it in their 50s. And then some of the, a lot of those are back to work now because they're like, well, I didn't really plan for my retirement. I just made a snap decision. 
that kind of we we do get kind of pulled into those types of things. Oh eight recession. I'm never going to retire. COVID hits. People are dying. I'm going to retire now. You know, I will I will add one thing to that. When COVID hit, there are some people that kind of got forcibly retired as well. Sure. Yeah. It isn't because they wanted to. It's because they were forced into it. So I'll say uh, just briefly right there. That's why it's so important to have a plan. Even if you're a ways away from retirement, hey, crazy things have happened. And they did in 2020. I remember when everything got shut down and we were basically sequestered to our houses, our office, because we're an essential business, we still came into work, but the streets were empty. It was like a ghost town in Phoenix, Arizona. And I'm like, oh my goodness sakes, I've never experienced that before. I'm like, Oh, wow. Uh, But uh, so that's why I just want to say sometimes I would say it's a most times it's a great idea to begin the planning for retirement because crazy things happen. And if the crazy things don't happen, fantastic. We've already got a plan in place and we've got some goals set. So I forgot exactly what you were even talking about. I kind of (laughs) went off on a tangent there, but I will tell you about emotions. I see and, and I'm retired law enforcement, 22 years Phoenix PD, a great career sometimes, sometimes absolutely not. But what I will tell you, one of the worst calls that I used to go out to were family fights. Uh, You know, you've got a situation that you weren't there for, and and they're just horrible. And then if you need to take uh, enforcement action, arrest somebody, well, the other one gets mad at you and the fight's on, I'll just put it that way. And you've got if there's no physical evidence, no physical injuries, you've got really a he said, she said, but the emotions are super high. Emotions are super high, not thinking properly. As law enforcement, you come into a situation and you have to keep your emotions in check because you see some horrible stuff. I will just tell you that. That's not one of the fun parts of being a police officer. That's would, for sure. I would think not, yes. You walk into horrific stuff, but you have to keep your emotions in check because if you don't, you're going to make, I'll say stupid, but they could be life-changing decisions because of emotions. I say that all all that to say this, the same thing applies in the financial world. Sometimes some crazy things happen. Some things that we weren't expecting or things like that. And when our clients or our listeners start making incredibly important decisions about their finances and their portfolio and their future on emotions, it can be crazily horrible. So what we try to do is to turn down the emotions to get the brain operating a little bit better. Because when our emotions are high, our our brains, and I'm just going to speak about me. When my emotions get high, my brain doesn't work quite so hard, quite so well, quite so efficient. So when our client, our people are making financial decisions based solely on emotion, bad. You can lose a lot. You can ruin things by just making emotional decisions. So you think about it. At the end of the day, when Steve and Stephanie, the team at Fullerton Financial, put your plan together, and especially the income part of it, it's really about math, right? What do you need? What's coming in? Where's your income going to come from? It's about math, not emotion at all. It's about the math. And that's a great way to think about it when you're getting that retirement plan put in place. Steve and Stephanie can walk you through this whole thing. It's it's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of work they have to do because you really got to analyze your situation and your hopes and dreams for retirement. But at the end of the day, it really is about math. Hey, can I retire? I don't know. Let's look at the numbers, see where you are. Hey, you can. But there's a lot of moving parts here, too, as well. So Steve and Stephanie would love to sit down with you and chat with you, uh, see if they can give you some clarity into your situation. But really, it's driven by the math. 800-947-9522, 800-947-9522. And would you say that's a fair comment, that it's about the math? It is about the math and more. You know, math is important, uh, but there are things that are really out of control. So we we... We plan for the worst and expect the best, but there are things that we're able to, let's talk probabilities. If, if we've got better probabilities in something happening, 
maybe that's a, a course to take with a portion of a plan. Uh, so there's there's different percentages, which I guess are numbers, to help accomplish different things. And again, it's not just a hope. It's not just a hope that the markets are going to do good when we retire. You know, if we retired back, you know, 10 years ago when the markets did really well, you know, someone will go, hey, do exactly like I did and you're going to be fine. Well, that's not necessarily true because if if you retired just prior to 2008, not so much. So there's there's timing issues that are involved. There are different strategies that are involved. Math is certainly involved. And again, contractual guarantees for income are huge when we're talking about retirement. Less risk in retirement is a great idea. We need to, there's there's so many different components to it that need to be taken into consideration. It's not just investing. It is investing, but it's so much more. That's what retirement planning is about, is a strategy, a plan, appropriate resources and the appropriate amounts to get retirement income so our lifestyle can be what it wants, including the rising care of health care. We all know, especially in Phoenix, about inflation. My goodness sakes, look at the gas prices right now. It's insanity. But we need to be able to have strategies to be able to help accomplish things when they're going well and when they're not going quite as we thought they would. So you think about it. Steve and Stephanie have sat down with people that had, you know, $2 million, $3 million, $5 million. And for their situation, eh, sorry, not quite enough. They've sat down with people who had two hundred, three hundred thousand. Hey, you're good to go, right? It depends on you and your lifestyle. That's a huge part of this as well. Uh, but at the end of the day, math will figure it out because it's what's going out, what's coming in. Uh, those all come together. 800-947-9522. I wanted to get to this final uh, Morgan Housel comment. Uh, he says one of his first jobs, Steve, was as a valet at a fancy hotel in Los Angeles. And he said he learned a lot from being around a lot of very wealthy people all the time. I think what was really interesting to me was getting to know some of these people who were driving Ferraris and Rolls Royces. Some of them actually were not even that wealthy. They were like mediocre, successful people who spent half their income on a, on a car lease payment. And that to me was really astounding because that just blew apart all of the impressions, my first impressions that I had of these people. So that was a really formative experience that taught me a lot about the psychology of money. And I would think in your line of work at Fullerton Financial, you really can't judge a book by its cover. I, you know I coached golf at Kansas State from 1990 to 1997. And you're a pretty good golfer, Mark. I am going to say that. And one of our biggest donors to the athletic department was a farmer. I mean, he'd come in and overalls. I mean, if there was 100 people in the room, he might have been 98th on the list of, if you were just saying, look at these people and rank them by wealth, he would not be near the top just because of the way he just came in, came in from the field, whatever it was. But he was one of the wealthiest dudes in the area, without a question. A great guy, uh, gave a lot to Kansas State, but you really can't judge a book by its cover. No, you can't. And and again, this gets down kind of what we talked about a segment or two ago is foundation. You know, the, the, there's a saying, getting rich is not the same thing as staying rich. So Morgan talked about the cars. Just because you can finance a Ferrari doesn't mean that you should have one. Should have two. Well, I do love Ferraris. <laughs> but they're fun to drive. My goodness sake, they sound so good. But I'm just saying just because you can get credit approved for a purchase doesn't mean that you should make the purchase. We need to be smart about that. And people that wear the flash sometimes are the ones with significant amounts of debt. And and should a correction or something occur like a 2008, those are the ones that are going bankrupt. So the team at Fullerton Financial is here to help. Hey, could you really afford that Ferrari? Maybe you can. How cool would that be? Steve and I mm -hmm. don't have a Ferrari. We don't have one, I can <laughs> tell you that. Uh, but it would be kind of fun. Uh, but you think about it. There's things that we want to do in retirement, travel. Maybe you know some people want to travel, some don't. Want to, some want to stay in the, in the area because their grandkids are here, have the grandkids over, watch them play, whatever it is. Go through their high school sports or whatever. The band uh, concert, the, the, the speech, debate. Uh, the, the singing, the chorus, all that kind of stuff. We would just want to be around. So everybody's hopes are different. Steve and Stephanie are here to figure out if they can help you have more confidence and clarity in your retirement. 800-947-9522, again, is a number that's complimentary. There's no cost to you. So I think it's one of the more important phone calls you'll make because you're going to find out where you are. 
Uh, that's a great opportunity for you. 800-947-9522. 800-947-9522. You know, because you were in the Phoenix Police Department for 30, for 30 what, 22 years, right? 22 yeah, years? Yeah, 22. Yeah. Uh, and now that you've been working with Stephanie and the team at Fullerton Financial for quite some time here now as well, and it's amazing, you haven't even hit 35 yet. You're still a youngster. <laughs> uh, but you oh, think about so kind. the things you've seen, and we're going to talk about scams. I would think, and it's really crazy, Once I'm now almost 64. It's crazy. That means I'm a little over a year away from Medicare. It's unbelievable I'm that old now. But you think about it. I, I'll get a text. It says, hey, your Netflix subscription has been canceled unless you call us to get it back on or something. I mean, I get all these stupid emails and text messages, and I'm like, how in the world do they even get this? And I delete them all. I don't, I don't believe any of it. Uh, same thing if your energy company or whatever is calling you or not calling you, uh, but sending you a text or an email. I, I don't buy that. The government's, the Social Security company is not going, the Social Security Administration is not texting me, right? They have a question, a comment, they, they have a concern, they're calling. So how do you handle, and have you seen any scams that your clients have had to deal with recently or in the past? Yes, uh, unfortunately. And what happens is these scammers, they really target, you know, seniors or retirees might be a better way to put it. My mother and my mother-in-law both are in their 80s. And so it's pretty funny to watch them try to operate their, you know, iPad or navigate apps on the computer or, you know, their cell phones. I, I laugh because it's pretty funny, on uh, you know, just to me. But then I think to myself, think of the changes that my mother and my mother-in-law have seen in their lifetime. A lot, a lot, a lot. So now we have people that spend all their time just trying to steal stuff, and they spend a lot of time, and they're, they're actually pretty good at it. So I always have to tell mom, you know, hey, don't open that. Don't click on that link. If you have a question, give me a call. But every now and then, something will happen. She'll click on a link. And, you know, and she just, not because she wants to do it, not because she thinks she's doing anything improperly. She thinks she's doing the right thing. It's just people, a lot of people are not, they're just bad people. I'm just going to put it that way. There's some great people as well. But so, a lot of times we deal with retirees, our clients that get scammed out of stuff. Identity theft. This is one of the things I used to do back on the police department. Back in end of the 1990s, beginning of the 2000s, I was actually in charge of, back in the day, the identity theft detectives. Back when it was kind of just in its infancy. And I'm going to tell you what, identity theft, and if you've been down this horrible process is so inconvenient and they can get to your money and uh, you know they lock out your accounts it's just incredibly frustrating and time consuming and so we we see that i will tell you one thing that's nice is even in our own personal accounts right now you know the banks are pretty quick on on identifying suspicious activities in your accounts stuff like that so that helps, but it's still people kind of slip through the cracks sometimes. So we've seen some of our clients get in these these romance scams where somebody pretends to be boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever and, and leads them down a path and they send money. If they're asking for money, that's a, a definite, definite red flag. But they're they're just really good at being bad and being deceptive. You know, they they try to get extra fees off of you and uh, it comes a lot in in the internet where they ask you to contact a number and then ask you for personal information. Never ever ever do that. Anybody that's legitimate is not going to send you an email to ask for personal information because what they do is that personal information is bad stuff. And then and then what happens is uh, then they get in and they hack in and they, they open up accounts using your information because we responded to a, a, a email and they asked for your date of birth or even your social security. Never, ever, ever give that out like that. Never. Because they're taking it from 
a trusting generation, because that's, we talked about foundation earlier, the foundation of the greatest generation is trust. Unfortunately, people violate that for bad reasons. So never give out your date of birth. Never give out your email address. Don't respond back to these uh, emails. Just delete them. But I thought one of the great things you did leading that identity theft detective unit in the Phoenix PD was getting the death penalty put in for people that scammed older folks. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that. See, it's crazy, though. I think that it's it's ridiculous that they do that, and there's so many now. I mean, my phone and emails, I get stuff all the time. And you think about the the romance one, I, and I've seen you know videos of people saying, "Well, I thought we were in love, and they needed money to get here from this country, and all that kind of stuff." But there's there's all kinds of scams. There's precious metal scams, uh, right? There's gold and silver and all that kind of stuff. Hey, do this, and you're going to get that. There are so many different ones out there. I don't even know how we. Uh, maybe what you just said is the key. Don't ever give your birth date and your social security number to somebody on an email or a text, huh? Is that kind of they the make bottom it, line? Yeah, they make it look legitimate. Like, let's just say, I'm going to just say FedEx. It'll be like and, the letterhead. And, yeah, there's the letterhead yeah. of, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, it comes looks, from yeah. FedEx. Uh, you, you've got a package. Contact us. We've uh, And here's one. I get it in my email, too. We tried to make delivery one eight. We're unable to do so. I got one of those right now on my phone. <laughs> yeah. So well, I don't you look anymore because I deleted it's, it. But, yeah. It's from FedEx at Google.com. Or something crazy like that. Or there's, so you just have to look at things with a little bit of suspicion, I'll call it that. Because if it doesn't smell right, it's probably not right. And again, they wouldn't send you that kind of information, uh, you know, requesting that you click on this link to give them additional information. That's a scam. So if you have questions, but maybe you've been scammed. Maybe you're thinking, I wonder if this is a scam. Steve has been through it, right? He's, he's helped our clients and certainly helped back when he was on the Phoenix Police Department. 800-947-9522. And it's not unusual. Uh, I had a, a guy that I was friends with, and he was helping his grandmother. who had He was watching her checking account. He's like, what has happened? He goes, well, this really nice gentleman came over, and they needed this money for something. And I thought, what a great cause. So I gave him my bank account information. Well, there was a $20,000 withdrawal. There was a Mm $30,000 withdrawal. I mean, the money was just going away because she thought she was helping, and they were actually just taking the money. 800-947-9522. We don't want anybody to get scammed. Uh, It's a really terrible thing. I think at the end of the day, Steve, when you're, you know, whether you're dealing with fraudsters, market volatility can fall into this scam, I guess, Uh, taxes, high healthcare costs, or inflation, at the end of the day, we want to make sure our money will last. Scams are one thing that I think are easy for most. Now, they even say millennials and Gen Zs actually get scammed out of their money more than us baby boomers, which is surprising to me. But, I mean, there's so many moving parts. We've got to be just more diligent today, I suppose, and sadly, less trustworthy. Well, again, it's hard for retirees not to trust because that's the way that they are. They, They were raised on respect and trusting people, but we have to be super, super careful. Another thing that I would say is this. In fact, let me just tell you this. On my own personal bank account yesterday, well, maybe it was the day before, recently, as I looked and I saw something leaving my bank account that I did not recognize, I got on that immediately. Immediately, immediately. We need to watch our accounts. And by the way, it turned out to be a legitimate thing. I just didn't know it. We need, and our listeners need to watch those accounts often because if you find some suspicious activity going on, then we notify our bank or uh, the, the credit agency or whatever. I will tell you another thing. I have, I'm lucky enough being retired law enforcement, I have a pension, which again, those things are, are, are going away. Pensions are going away. But my own pension company had some type of a hacking in. And so I was like, well, that's not good. So they're able to access my personal information, not just mine, but everyone in the retirement system. But what happened was they offered, like, um, I'll just say LifeLock. It may have been LifeLock or not, but some type of a agency oversight that 24-7 Kept a look on my accounts to see any suspicious activity going on as well. 
So I'm not endorsing LifeLock. Don't take me on that. But I am saying this. If you've got suspicious activities on your account, you need to notify your bank like pronto immediately. And then consider, at a cost, having a professional, trustworthy agency oversee all of your stuff so it's not just every morning or every third day that you're looking at your stuff. They can watch it every single day. The really sad part of all this is that there are scammers out there, and we do have to be aware. And as Steve said, keep an eye on your accounts. You see something going, you're not really sure what it is, just call the bank. They'll tell you. You're like, well, I didn't do that. Or, yeah, I did do that. That's right. I forgot about that. But it's we have to do our be our own kind of you know watchdog, if you will, taking, taking and, account of what's going on. 800-947-9522 if you'd like to chat with Steve and Stephanie about, hey, I'd love to get a, an actual plan when it comes to my retirement. I think I'm going to be okay. I just don't know. Great time to call the team at Fullerton Financial, 800-947-9522. And as we leave today, Steve, thanks for being here. Are you going to brag about your elk hunt that's coming up? You'll tell people about it when you get back, right? Depends on how it goes, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, what I love about this is uh, everyone enjoys the beauty of creation their own way. And I love to be in the outdoors just because it's beautiful. So I get to go be in the outdoors and just enjoy uh, the beauty God created. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, be safe. Good luck. I think it'll be awesome. No question. And if you want to talk with Steve about his elk hunt, he'll certainly tell you about it when you come in. 800-947-9522. It's really about you at Fullerton Financial. Can they help? They don't know. Until you reach out, they'd love to find out if they can help you and give you some confidence and clarity into your retirement. 800-947-9522. 22. Steve, thanks for the time. Stephanie will probably be back Thank with us next know. week. We appreciate it. Uh, and for you all, everybody, have a great weekend. Fullerton right. Financial will be back with more of the Fullerton Financial Hour next week. Investment advisory services offered through Kingdom Financial Group, LLC, an Arizona-registered investment advisor. Fullerton Financial Planning is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Fullerton Financial Planning is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. This radio show is a paid placement.